preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, simply live the supernatural life. That's what every Christian is supposed to do. Learn how through our program with Teresa Lust Ministries. Hello, beautiful friends. Teresa Lusk here. I am your host for today's podcast. Um, I have been teaching a series on freedom, and I'm teaching out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You can get your copy wherever books are sold online. My friends, we are so excited to bring you this series as we're answering questions uh, to so many different uh, thoughts that run through people's minds. They go back to the Word and they say, well, what about this scripture and that scripture? And so we're just taking the time to address so many different topics today. I've talked about the debate on um, Christians and demons and counseling, discipling, or deliverance. I've talked about being saturated in the Holy Spirit, the scriptural basis for demonization um, of a Christian. Talked about, you know, God wanting people free. I'm just looking through my book, guys. Um, Talked about why demonization occurs. And I've talked about so many different things, but today I want to talk about healing the soul, the grace space that heals. And one of the things I want to make real clear is that deliverance isn't always just demonic. Sometimes it's just a need for deep inner healing. And it kind of goes together because a lot of times um, you can't have one without the other or vice versa. Um, But I want to talk to you about the grace space that heals. I'm very passionate about people doing things with integrity um, and with compassion because so many people are hurting out there and they're just waiting for that safe space to be able to share what they're going through. They want to share their emotions. They want to share their deepest, darkest secrets. And maybe you've been a person who just wished that somebody would trust you enough so that you can encourage them and mentor them. You know, um, um, at the very end of my book, I will talk about starting a deliverance ministry and I'll talk about compassion and I'll talk about confidentiality. But I wanna tell you that healing the soul to be somebody who is going to be available to somebody else to heal the soul, well, that requires compassion, a lot of it. And it does require confidentiality, and it does require humility. All of those things are part of what you will need to help someone uh, heal. Because if you can't be trusted, then why would somebody share with you? Let me read some scriptures and tell you, um, a lot of times, one of the things I have found, especially in the charismatic Pentecostal movement, is that people often expect you to just live by faith and to them that means that you ignore uh, the needs for healing the soul the mind the will the emotions the past things of that nature um, because they read out of galatians galatians 5 16 where it says but i say walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh um, and then, but then 3 John 1 and 2 says, Beloved, I pray that 
in all aspects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers so when your soul prospers your soul is healthy when it's fruitful when it's not bound up by trauma by past issues your body will prosper or even present issues by the way not just past issues um, so here's the thing while we're told that we're to walk by faith um, that we are not to um, put too much weight on the emotions but then the Bible talks very clearly about being emotionally healthy so that your body can be healthy. We were never meant to ignore the, the emotions, friends. We never were. I don't care who says what. Um, one of the very popular uh, comments out there right now is, um, and, and it's usually people who, who are very much into the deliverance ministry. They're people I respect and love, but I don't always agree with them 100% is I don't counsel demons. I cast them out that should be the truth for anybody you shouldn't have to counsel out a demon however you should counsel just like the holy spirit is our counselor sometimes we can counsel through difficult emotions and traumas and, and emotional bondage that has us in the place where we are at that present time i think it's very um unfortunately a very arrogant and prideful statement to make um, because those are two different things. They're two different things. So we don't even have to defend one to do the other, and we don't have to ignore one to take care of the other. We are body, we are soul, we are spirit, and we must take care of all three of those things. So that's where the grace space comes in, where we as ministers make ourselves available to love people, hear them out without judgment, and minister to them uh, according to what they need. Um, you know, there's something truly relieving and powerful when somebody has your attention full of compassion, uh, with with effective listening, and um, with without beating them over the head and saying, how could you do this? Why did you do this? Now, if you know my ministry well, you know me personally, you'll know that I am very much about holiness. I believe in holiness. I don't believe in making excuses for living our lives however we want. I don't believe that because you love someone, everything goes. Um, I truly, really do believe the Bible. The Bible still instructs, instructs for holiness even in the new covenant. Grace actually has been misused and it's talked about as if it's permission to live. However, that's not it at all. We're actually instructed to, by grace, pick ourselves up and be able to be set free from that which keeps us in bondage. But when somebody's in my space, what I call my grace space, I'm not going to beat them over the head. Yes, I'm going to talk to them about the Bible. What does the Bible say? Now, tell me, why do you have a hard time embracing that? Why do you have a hard time? You know, what does it mean to you to embrace that truth? What would it mean? What do you think you lose? What do you think you gain? You know, and so you kind of go in there with some loving questions to help people face the truth, but not with, <clears throat> excuse me, not with uh, um, the, um, desire to to break people down and, and just beat them over the head a grace space means that they're going to feel safe to let you in to take a peek at their darkest secrets at their most broken places and i can tell you my friends that there are 
a lot of people in ministry, I know them personally, that will say that they want to be in ministry, but they lack so much compassion. They really do lack compassion. And, and sometimes there is a time to, to really stand up and say, friend, come on, it, you know, let's, let's walk this out. You're, you're better than this. You've been doing this for a long time. Let's, let, let's get refocused because I will correct people lovingly. I'll rebuke them lovingly, actually. But there is a time when you have to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit and, and follow him and carefully offer a grace space for someone. Um, James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so, you, so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous person can accomplish much or will or availeth much. I love this because while it... Um, while it focuses on this particular scripture focuses on the confession of your sin this can also be applied to the confession of your brokenness to the confession of that which is not in order in your life and the reason why this is um, such a good scripture is because it tells you that when you confess your sins to one another and you pray for one another you'll be healed you'll find the strength, the restoration, you'll find the relief and the release. You'll find it, which is why it's important that we are able to find someone that we trust. I uh, talk to a lot of people. I happen to be Hispanic and I have a lot of people that I speak to, uh, my people, my culture. Um, and, and I believe that, the, and I know that this is true, not just for my culture, but for a lot of cultures. And, and it doesn't always have to be boiled down to a culture, but it's prevalent in my culture where, you know, people don't share with each other their business. They don't have friends that they share with. They don't trust anybody. The reason why I get to hear things is because people come to see me for a pastoral counseling um, uh, appointment so that's where I get to hear but I hear over and over again that people don't have friends they don't trust somebody else to confess their sin now I'm not saying that we can't go straight to the Lord I mean that is a one of the things that has made grace so awesome is that we can go straight to the Lord and say this is what I'm dealing with Lord this is what I'm struggling with this is where I'm suffering so that's a good thing but at the same time, there is a biblical principle about confessing to somebody else because it brings healing. That's what the, the book of James chapter 5, verse 16 just told us, that confessing your sins to one another and praying for one another can bring healing. So let's, let's begin to, to do that. Let's begin to um, you know, be available to people. And maybe you're the one that's looking at this and going, well, actually, Teresa, I need healing. I'm the one that's looking for that. Begin to pray for that. My friend, you, you can pray and say, Lord, send me the right people, the people who I can feel safe with, the people who will have wisdom and answers, who are led by your spirit, and the Lord will provide that. But, it, but as a minister, we need to begin to pray that God gives us the ability to, number one, be compassionate. Um, it is a must. Ministry without compassion is nothing but a self-promotion or self-fulfilling opportunity. That's the truth. Because it's compassion. When you read the Word of God, it's compassion that caused Jesus to heal. 
not that he wanted to just prove who he was, but he had compassion and it drove him to heal. That's what I want to encourage you, my friends, to do, to uh, be a safe space for somebody because of your compassion. And the second thing that needs to follow that is the empathetic response. You know, our faces say things that they that our face shouldn't be saying. Y'all know what I'm y'all know what I'm saying. I know it's kind of funny, but uh, but our faces do. Our faces really do uh, say things that it they shouldn't say, and um, we need to make sure that our expression of our face, the expression of our words, can convey healing. Because if we don't, we can actually halt their progress. Um, one way to respond to people, one of the things I've learned to say to people, and uh, let me just share this story. Uh, I used to be on this speaker circuit years ago, and they just wanted me to go from, from club to club to club, like this, these women's clubs, um, Christian women's clubs, to share my testimony. And I would, you know, share my testimony about sexual abuse and other things. And, and so they would just they love to hear this. These women just loved to hear these testimonies. And so I'd, you know, get sent from place to place to place. Well, uh, one event, uh, there was a woman, and I'd shared my testimony a million times, but finally one day this woman comes up to me and she says, Teresa, I am so sorry that this happened to you. It was never supposed to be this way. And you know, can I tell you that that did more for me than I think maybe my testimony did for others because nobody had ever come up to me and told me that they were sorry to hear, that they were able to be empathetic with my pain, that uh, that nobody should have ever uh, treated that me that way or had access to me in that way. And friends, let me tell you, that brought me forth to another level of healing. I wasn't expecting to receive that. I was just going to go out there and do my thing. And uh, I appreciated that so much that it changed my life. So one of the things I do today is in my counseling room or in a conversation, add coffee, wherever it is that somebody trusts me enough to be their grace space, I do say, I'm sorry that this happened to you. It was never supposed to be that way. And it it's not a it's not some kind of a ritual, my friends. It really is out of my heart because every person who comes to you is sharing something that really destroyed their life to some degree. So no matter what they're saying to you, they're saying somebody or something came into my life and it altered how I think, how I feel, how I process, how I receive love, how I interpret life, how I make decisions. You see, the thing that they're sharing with you isn't just something. It's it's a whole life-altering system that is now operating in their lives. And so for me, I, I counted an honor, number one, that anybody would share anything with me. And number two, the response that I give must be very... Um, very, very uh, compassionate. One of the things to be careful about, my friends, is as you're listening and ministering to people uh, in their pain, is that sometimes people will become apologetic. They'll open up, the floodgates will open to 
pain and, and heartache, etc. And then they become apologetic and they begin to feel awkward um, because they feel like, how could I have opened up? Why did I do this? Reassure them that you are so glad that they um, opened up to you. And one of the things I do is when people start crying and I can sense that they're in, in, in shame, I encourage them. I just I use the the term "mourn it out." This some something that I that I use. I coined this term for for people I deal with is "mourn it out." Just go ahead and mourn it out. Mourn it out because people have often been holding back emotion for years, and they finally found themselves in a position where they give themselves permission to express their pain to express their heartache right there in front of somebody. And can I tell you, that's one of the most vulnerable things any human being can do is to share their pain right in front of you with their most you know, transparent and vulnerable expression of the pain. That means they're crying, they're hurting, they're weeping, and they don't have the prettiest face, right? Or the, the most handsome face or whatever you want to say, because that pain is so deep. So of course they feel ashamed because they know, oh my gosh, I'm letting go. I'm, I'm sharing this pain. I'm sharing my expression of my pain. And that is just another thing that could either work for them or against them. So give them permission by the way that you respond, by loving them, by handing them a tissue, by comforting them and saying, I'm sorry that you're going through this. It's okay. It's going to be okay. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad that 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 this um, that God has provided an opportunity for you to become free today. You see, we create the grace space. Once they begin to share, my friends, I actually ask people a lot of questions because unless they're sharing all on their own, of course, I'm not trying to take over the the, the session completely or the, the meeting completely or the opportunity, the moment, um, because it, it's really, you're going to do a lot of leading, uh, following, excuse me, following the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to learn to do that. And as ministers, we should be so um, aware. We should be so in partnership with the Holy Spirit that He's literally leading you moment by moment and you're able to be sensitive enough to follow Him. If you still have a problem, let's say you, you find that people are coming to you a lot, but you don't see that they are effectively uh, responding to the moment with you but but somehow and for some reason people are attracted to you to, to talk to you to share their heart with you etc um, just know that if you're not finding that the people seem relieved or healed or restored or encouraged in some way then it's time that you begin to say Lord refine my heart refine my ability to have compassion help me to say the right words help me to to do what i need to do because that means that we may not be completely in touch with what we need to be in touch with my friends you are listening to teresa lusk ministries i am your host teresa lusk i am teaching the grace space that heals out of my book unapologetically free deliverance and freedom through the spirit-filled life you can get your copy wherever books are sold online. Also, 
If our ministry is touching your life, equipping you, teaching you, activating you, setting you free, uh, what have you, whatever it's doing for you, we ask you to partner with us. You can give a donation of any amount. It is tax deductible. If you go to our website, TeresaLusk.com, not only will you find a place where you can donate, but you can also subscribe to our email list where we can bless you for subscribing. And uh, you can find out more information about where we're going to be ministering, our television program, and much more. So go to our website, TeresaLusk.com. So we're back to our topic, um, the grace space that heals. Um, so I told you, make sure you reassure them that you're, you're honored, that they're opening up and uh, encourage them to continue to mourn it out. Um, and then, you know, if they have guilt of any sort, you can always ask them questions. Is there really something you could have done about this? Or did you know all the details? Or maybe what can you do today that's in your power to change this? That's one of my, favorite things to do is, is if they're struggling with whatever they've shared with you with guilt and feeling like, oh, it should have been different, whatever, you know, just remind them uh, that there are options to move on. What's in your power today that you can, that you can change? Um, um, also, um, you know, there's a, a prayer that I like to do I don't necessarily have one down I have it in the book that's not those are not the words I use every single time or I may use a combination of them or what have you but because I'm not trying to make this into a ritual but I do want to just speak words that the people can hear out of my mouth that bring restoration you know, the Bible talks about speaking words that will provide grace for the hearer, for the listener, for that moment. And that's prayer. One of the things that, that you can assure that people can hear a word that brings grace for the moment is, uh, it is a prayer with certain words that will really just help mend the broken heart. Um, and so... Um, you know, I have the prayer here in the book. I'll share it. I definitely encourage you to get a copy of the book. There's more prayers in here that I included, but this is just for the uh, the grace space that heals section, healing the soul. Uh, I put in here, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for healing this man or woman. You are the healer of their soul and you want them free. I thank you for restoring the broken pieces in their soul, in their mind, their will, their emotions, and in their heart. Let your Holy Minister, excuse me, let your Holy Spirit minister what only He can in Jesus' name. It's very simple, my friends. There's no gimmicks, um, just mostly acknowledgments that the Lord is the healer and that we're thanking Him for restoring those places that are broken, those places that are shattered, those places that keep our friends in bondage. Um, you know, that's very important that they heal, that they hear that because maybe that's the first time that they begin to know the Lord as healer. That's one of the things I love about pastoral counseling, my friends, is uh, it's different. You know, I, I have a master's degree in professional counseling, and I never intended to, to fully, you know, walk out like a, pro like a professional counselor because I believe that the Bible is the, the one and only true book that has all the answers to life, and that they work if you apply it. I'm not saying that uh, um, 
professional counseling doesn't have some benefits. I definitely think there are some people who have had to use it. Um, I think that if the whole church was discipling as we're supposed to be, I think that we would find ourselves in much better um, in a much better place. But that's not the case. That's not the reality. So I do think that professional counseling has its place, um, and it's easy for people to to question it and and to come against it. But because of where we are, because the church is not fully functioning in the power and the force that it's supposed to and in the responsibilities, well, then you have things that get created like professional counseling. So just like doctors, you know, Jesus paid the price for our healing, but sometimes we don't have the understanding, sometimes we don't have the faith, and sometimes we just don't understand, period. So we go to doctors. It's not the, the worst thing in the world. Doctors have saved many lives. So, but one of the things I am saying is that um, pastoral counseling really gives a room to to come to know the Father and his character in the in one of his characteristics, which is healer of the soul. You know, healer of the soul, the one who, you know, really will meet you right there where you're at. One of the things I love as well about ministering to people in this form, like deliverance and and, and uh, deliverance counseling that also includes the soul, is that I have found that healing happens in an accelerated form during this kind of moment right here. I have seen marriages do a major breakthrough. I didn't say they got perfect right away or whatever, but they did come to a point of major breakthrough with deliverance counseling because the Spirit of the Lord came in with His Word like fire and like a hammer and He broke down some barriers that that professional counseling couldn't do, that a self-help book couldn't do, that any other rela- uh, religion couldn't do. The Word of God is powerful. And so we are, you know, uh, going to depend on that. So here's one more prayer that I want to share with you. And this is, um, um, you know, a prayer that will also encourage. And this is actually where you'll reach into the soul of the per- where, where excuse me, where the person will reach into their own places and acknowledge some things, break up with some things and and proclaim a release for themselves. And it is in the name of Jesus, Father, I renounce all the hurt regarding blank. Some people are so determined to hang on to their to their pain. But here we're saying, I renounce it. I break up with it. Um, I renounce the hurt, anger, pain, frustration, unforgiveness, etc. And any other issue that's unknown to me, but known to you. I release all the issues concerning the situation and bless, and then you can name the person, the organization, or the situation, and I renounce any evil or harm spoken about them or over them. I release myself from the things that do not bow their knee to Jesus, and then in Jesus' name. You know, they just acknowledge that they've been in a relationship with hurt, anger, pain, frustration, for unforgiveness, a gossip maybe because of the pain that this has caused. And so I just want to encourage you, my friends, that that's the prayer that I often use or something of that nature. And and, and it's not always exactly that. Remember, I, I'm not going to put God in a box, but I want you to know that, um, that we will definitely uh, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But then there's just some basic principles that he's already taught you and I. 
and we just have to apply them. And so my friends, I pray in the name of Jesus that, you, that compassion would overtake you, that it would take you, that you would become a confidential, respectful, ethical minister of the word of God for those who are hurting and those who are bound and those who don't feel like they can find a way out, but that you would rise up and let the Lord refine you. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. You know, friends, one of the things I have to share with you is that I used to be a, a, a very hard minister when I first started going through this, when the Lord started teaching me. There's a lot of things that I could have done better. I wish I would have done better. There's apologies that had to uh, be passed out. There was repentance that had to happen on my part because I was called to something, but I wasn't prepared for it. But the broken people kept coming to me. And uh, God had enough mercy to protect them and, and help them. But we have to find that that refining needs to happen in us. And so this is a time to ask the Lord to give you more compassion, teach you to respond in the right way, that you would um, not feel the need to hurry up and make someone live a certain way, but that you just do exactly what needs to be done for them. My, my friends, don't forget to visit our website, TeresaLusk.com. We thank you so much for listening. Would you donate to our ministry? You can click on the donate button on our website. Subscribe to our mailing list so we can get some resources out to you. Follow us on social media. You can find us out there under Teresa Lusk Ministries. If this podcast or um, has blessed you, feel free to share it. That way other people can become empowered along with you.